0: Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at bushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give.
1: If you have a Bible, turn to John chapter 5, verse 44. We're going to look at this, this verse. I want you to know that um, it is Father's Day and happy Father's Day. I want you to know that we have a good, good father. If you, if you wanna title this anything, it's, it's just that he is a good, good father and the enemy tries to do everything he, th- he can to convince us otherwise. And I just want you to know, he, will, he has been good, he is good and he will be good. It's not in his nature to be anything else. So if you've not currently experienced that, I just, I just wanna give you an invitation that you find somebody that you can trust and just say hey i see that you walk with the lord will you take me to him because the blood of jesus opened a door for them just like he opened for you life is too short for us to live in pain and hurt amen do we do we all need to be reminded jesus took our pain he took our sorrows he took our sorrows he took it all he suffered on the cross not that we wouldn't but that when we, ought, when we do, that his healing can come, his deliverance can come, because that's who he is. I read this quote from uh, A.W. Tozer, and I know this to be true, but this just, it puts it in simple language. The most important thing about us is what we think about God as our father. Think about that for a second. The most important thing about us is what we think about God as our father. If we have an issue about who God is, I can promise you, you're gonna have an issue about who you are or who you think you are. Because the word says, we've been let, let us make man in our likeness. We've been made in the image of God. And I just wanna bless our dads with this statement today. You've been made in the image of God. And if it's true about him, it is true about you. And if you begin to believe the truth about him, that's the first step to believe the truth about you. I get it, our actions don't always line up with who God is. But aren't you thankful that mercy and grace follow us all the days of our life, amen? I don't have to be perfect to be redeemed. Jesus was perfect so I could be redeemed. And the Holy Spirit inside of me now convinces me of this truth. If you need to be reminded of this, it's John 16. One of the main roles of the Holy Spirit for the believer is to convince you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're the righteousness of God. Like poke somebody next to you and tell them, you're the righteousness of God. If you've prayed to receive Jesus Christ, that's the truth. You know what that means? You are in right standing with God right now. Anybody wanna say that's freedom? That's freedom. If there's anything that doesn't line up with that truth, that's what we confess and bring to him and be reminded the blood of Jesus cleanses my sins, past, present, and future. So I'm not bound by my past, all right? I am saved and bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. So if it's true about my dad, it's true about me. And I get to be reminded of his words. I believe there's a powerful truth here for us in John 5, 44. I want you to see this revelation. Jesus is talking to uh, the religious leaders of the day who, who just, their hearts were hard. They, they, just, they missed him. And, and I don't want any of us to miss him. I don't want any of our families to miss him. I don't want anybody in the world to miss him. And Jesus speaks a very powerful revelation here in John 5:44. It says, how can you believe? who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only true God. What is Jesus giving them an invitation to do? He is saying, men, women, he is saying, when's the last time you asked God what he thinks about you, what he says about you? He is giving them an invitation. You've heard my father, honor me. How many of you know that there's the audible voice of God is recorded in scripture three times? You've heard me talk about this and I'll talk about it till Jesus comes, but it's powerful. You, you can go research this in the gospels and all three times God says, Jesus, you're my beloved son In you I'm well pleased. How many of you know that there is powerful words in the father? And if Jesus, the son of God, needed to hear the powerful words of God, how much more do we need to hear the words of God spoken over our lives? I just wanna give you an invitation today. Open up the word, which is Jesus. Let his example lead you into the, the presence of the Father by way of his blood, and then let the Holy Spirit do what he was created to do. Tell you what the Father is on his heart for you. I just, if you don't hear anything else I say today, if you'll just ask God this question, Dad, God, Abba, Paul, Paul says we can call him Abba Daddy. Did you know you can call him Abba Daddy? He, he wants to be your father. He wants to be addressed that way. Abba, daddy, father, when you think of me, what do you think? When you made me in your image, what was on your heart? What was in your mind? When you see me, what do you see? I, I promise you the best gift I can give my wife and my children is my sonship. But how do I know who I am as a son if I never get those words out of my father's mouth? He's speaking them. Will we listen? A few years ago, um, I was in a, a, a service and Reba Russell, who, who spoke at our Mother's Day service, she was given a message. And Reba invited us because Psalm 139 says, we were knit together in our mother's womb and God does not make mistakes. I was born to a 17-year-old mother and I, I grew up, believing the lie that I was not planned, that I was a mistake. And in that moment, Reba asked us, she said, let the father take you back into the womb and hear what he spoke over you because he had a destiny from the moment he put his hands on you and began to mold you in your mother's womb. And I asked the Lord what he said and it's written on the outside of my Bible. He just said, Tommy, when I was making you, these were the words I spoke over you. You're a victorious, overcoming warrior. Thank you, Reba, for hearing God giving us that invitation because it changed my life. It wasn't a man who said it. It wasn't another person who said it. It was my father in heaven who said it. And it led me to go and to get a longer form of that. And so I did. I just went and I sat with the Lord and I encourage you to do this if you don't currently do it and just let the father take your hand with a pen in it and see what he would write to you. He says, Tommy, you are my son and in you I'm well pleased. I have truths I wanna share with you. I wanna hold you close and feel your heart beating. And as we commune together, I wanna place and pour my truths into your beating heart. Remember, I've set you apart. You are my son. And as my son, you like for nothing. Just ask me. As you seek me, as you trust me, as you commune with me, I have truths I want to share with you. I'm ready to fill you with more of my promises. So come away with me and let me remind you who you are because of whose you are. I am with you and I love you. Ask me questions. You are not stuck. You just stopped dreaming and you're a dreamer. You're a visionary. You're instrumental in my return. So come away with me. Take my hand and let me pull you in close. Oh, how I'm ready to fill you with my truths. I'm ready to fill you with more of my heart. You're my son and I love you. And I start most of my days, every once in a while I, I don't, but I start most of my days, God, what is in your heart that you wanna put into my heart? Because now I have not need of anything. I don't have to, I don't, get, I don't go to my wife and I'm needy. I don't go to my children and I'm needy. I don't go to our staff and be needy. We don't go to others and are needy because they don't have what I need. Only the father in heaven has all that I need and he is giving it without limit. His name is the Holy Spirit, read the gospels. He is pouring more of his heart into our hearts by way of hope, faith, love, courage, boldness, whatever it is you need, he's pouring it out. I was reminded this week, the Lord said, the, it, the Bible specifically says, Jesus told the disciples, he said, signs and wonders will follow you. And I'm just sitting there with that truth and I'm going, then how come we don't see more signs and wonders? And I just heard the father gently say, because you don't go. It takes going for something to follow. See, these are the revelations. It wasn't God taking out a belt and whooping me. It was God giving me an invitation and just reminding me about what he said so I can respond to him. I heard a great definition of responsibility one day. It was this, responding to God's ability. Our only responsibility is to get ourselves in the presence of God and ask him, God, what do you say? What are you doing? Because fathers in this room, I'll tell you this right now. When I listen to the enemy and the accuser, and that's what he is, he's a deceiver. In those seasons early on, here's what the enemy would say to me. And I bet he says it to you from time to time or he used this against you too. He said, who are you to lead your family? Because immediately what would come to my mind was my faults and my shortcomings and the things that that I, you know, that my flesh And it wasn't until I finally was able to respond to the enemy and deceiver, when he came at me with that accusation, I was able to say, I'm the beloved son of God. And in me, he's well pleased. And it reminded me that my heart got connected with his so that my heart can be right with my wife and my children and those I do life with. Can anybody just look at somebody next to you and say, we got a good, good father. I'm serious, can you just say that? Hey. He's not making any more of you. He made you right the first time. Did you hear that? Listen, we were born into sin. I get it. And until we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then we are going to be slaves to sin and slaves to this world. But the last time I read my Bible, the moment you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, Jesus the Father, breathe the Holy Spirit into you. And guess what? You get born again. If you feel like you've been born wrong all your life, then maybe you just need to confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior so you can get born again. So you'll know I've been born right now. That's the first path to walking in our sonship, our daughtership. Because I tell you, he's not holding out on us. He longs to visit with you, to hold you, to sing over you, to speak truths to you, to fill your heart with more of his. That's just who he is. I saw this this week in a new way. How many of you have ever heard a message on the prodigal son? Nobody? (laughs) Okay. See, you're paying attention. I think there's a few out there and rightly so because Jesus told a powerful story. But I was introduced to a new, um, there's something that happens in a story when you understand the traditions of the day. And if if you haven't studied Jewish traditions and I need to study more of them, but something, another measure of the word of God comes to light because he's addressing them in their culture. You see, here's what would normally happen in the Jewish culture, when a son would take his inheritance and leave early, if he were to return because he failed, that he would be shunned and condemned and persecuted and have to take the position of the lowliest. lowliest. And the prodigal knew that. And that's why, I mean, he he, you know, he came to his senses, but he was like, it'd be better for me to be a slave in my father's house than to eat amongst the pigs. The part of the story I never knew before is in Jewish tradition, that's what would happen. The fathers, they would meet their sons at the gate with all the other men, and they would literally put them in the middle of the city, and they would break a clay pot on their head to just embarrass them even more. Can I tell you what the father did in the prodigal son's story. And this is what the father does for every one of us in this room. You know it, he was looking for his son to come. Do you know why? I saw this, I heard this, so he could run ahead of all the other accusers and meet his son before anybody else had a chance to condemn him or or persecute him or to tell him what his past had done. And do you remember what the father did when he got to him? Bring the robe, bring the ring, bring the new sandals because I'm marching my son back into the city for all to see not what his past did, but what his future and destiny still have for him. He's a good, good father. He is a good, good father. This morning, I'm gonna ask the worship team to come back up. I wanted to leave some room here. I just, I just believe today, it was just gonna be a simple message just to remind us about who our father is and the invitation that Jesus gave to them, um, to the leaders of that day. You seek out the honor of men, but you don't seek out the honor of my father. I wanna just leave you with this. Let his goodness position you to go hear what he says about over you. And I bet you're gonna hear him magnify the goodness that is inside of you. He's gonna call that greatness out. Because when he made you and he sent his son Jesus to give his life for you by the blood of Jesus, it speaks a better name. And he was willing to pour the Holy Spirit inside of you so that we could walk about pointing all others. Let me tell you about my dad because what he's done for me, he'll do for you. So here's what I want us to do. I just feel like we're supposed to declare some things over all the dads in the room. So if you're a dad, I, I know this might be a little uncomfortable, but you're gonna be with a lot of other uncomfortable men. So dads... Come down front and I want you just to stretch yourself from that wall to this wall and face the congregation. And I want this to even be for married dads, I mean, married men who have a desire to be a dad, just as a prophetic declaration. If you're here and you're married and you have a desire to have children but don't have children yet, then this is a prophetic declaration. Can we go ahead and just begin to celebrate all of our dads who are in the house this morning? Can we begin to agree with God, well done, thy good and faithful servants? Would we begin to agree with God's words that these are the beloved sons of God and in them he did good? Yeah, let's stand with all of heaven. It's okay, let's stand and keep standing because you're gonna sing a declaration over these men, over these dads. And dads, all I want you to do is I want you to get in a posture of receiving. Dads, just receive. Receive this truth. I believe this moves the heart of our father in powerful ways. There's a song called Good, Good Father, and it was real popular a few months ago. We've sang it in here. But I saw us, saw you guys singing this over these dads. You're a good, good father, and I am loved by you. And there's a declaration in our homes today as moms and wives and all of us in this room to sing these over these men. And so... Paxton's going to lead us through it. You guys join in. And if for some reason there's someone missing down here that you think they should be there, let God use your imagination to declare that same truth over them. Let it do that in your hearts this morning. So can we just declare that this morning? Lead us, Paxton. Yeah, you're a
0: good, good father
1: to pray a blessing and speak a word over these these men this morning. In
2: Nehemiah 4, it's one of my favorite chapters in all of the Bible because it's Nehemiah the walls around Jerusalem and they know that the enemy is coming and he's not just coming with swords but he's coming with words of accusation he's coming with torment he came to torment to keep them from rebuilding to keep them from fighting for their families and Nehemiah charged all the men he set them at the gates with their families swords in hand, all the tools that they needed to rebuild the wall and the tools that they needed to defend their families. And he told them, don't be afraid, fight for your brothers, fight for your sons and your daughters, fight for your wives and your homes. And I just want to tell you men, you are the ones we want, not another, not another father, not another husband, not another man. You are the ones we want fighting for us. Thank you, thank you. God, thank you for these men, thank you for these men. God, I pray that this would become a house of fathers, fathers who know the secret place well, fathers who are free in their encouragement, God, who give encouragement and love freely, who boldly know who they are. God, who know who you say that they are, that they are sons, that they are mighty men. God, thank you that you've given them every tool that they need. The attacks are many. The attacks on their homes, the attacks on their family, the attacks on their manhood. We say we love strong men we love men who know who they are in christ we love mighty men of god and we know that when they rise up when they take the lead when they willingly offer themselves before you are stronger because of them. So thank you, God. I pray that you would release a mighty sound over the men in this house and that it would go out over this city and over this nation and this world. God, let them know that they are touching nations even now with their prayers, with their words. God, thank you. And I pray, I pray that the ones that they don't feel worthy of these, of these words of encouragement, God, I pray that they would voice say you are worthy because you are my son you are dressed in my righteousness and my righteousness defines you so we thank you and we bless these men of God we speak to who they are who you say they are and we say thank you bless them with every spiritual blessing God to see the armies of heaven that are fighting for them that are standing in honor of them God let them see you standing saying I honor you you are my son and I am well pleased we love you and we love our mighty men of God in Jesus name
1: Amen Amen I want to, yeah, yeah, thank you. I want to do one more thing. I want our our pastor, pastor, I just feel like the Lord, wears, oh, he's right here. Hey, come on, come. Man, will you turn, will you turn this way? Come here, pastor. I just, I feel like the Father wants to just honor you as our pastor. Mm. And I want you to see you, you've given these men an invitation. Mm. And we say to you, you're easy to follow. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Thank so. you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. God is good all the time. So we're Amen. gonna let these men, yeah. you guys can go back and give some hugs and mm. love on your families and mm. those who prepare to do ministry time. Just you know, if there's someone who wants to join this this house of prayer, this fellowship. We celebrate families in the fullness of God.
2: There'll
1: be people here. And so the ministry team's coming. Paxton's going to lead us. And so let's just let ministry continue to happen all throughout this place. God, you're good and faithful. We love being your children. We bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using The Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.